This podcast takes a dive into the mindsets behind the most successful bodybuilders, coaches, and fitness entrepreneurs out there. Fitness is more than just muscle, so let's find out what's behind it. Today you're listening to Behind the Muscle Podcast, hosted by Connor Crompton. Please enjoy. guys how are we hope you're well and welcome to the first episode of this podcast behind the muscle podcast now this is my first episode filming this This is my first go filming this over the past couple of weeks I've been very undecided about whether to get involved in in podcasting it's one of the the more difficult things that I think I'm gonna gonna do when it comes to creation of content creation of my fitness content because I am a big perfectionist And when it comes to content and especially longer form content, it is a little bit more difficult to perfect. But I think it's really important to once in a while get content out on a regular basis that's very personal, very impromptu, very one-off, because I think it's a really, really good way to, number one, get across, you know, my personality and my thoughts and the way I um, think around certain topics, but also to, you know, just branch out and challenge myself as well. So I'm incredibly excited to be doing this podcast. Now, what I thought I'd do is just briefly take you through how I see this podcast going. Now, it's going to be available on on multiple platforms. It's going to be available on YouTube. So if you're watching, of course, you'll be able to see see my face, of course. And then on, on Spotify and iTunes, hopefully I'll be able to sort this out. I have no idea what I'm doing in regards to podcasting. I've got a very nice and expensive mic. I've got a good camera and audio setup. So that's that covered. But in regards to distribution of it and, you know, pulling on um, Spotify and iTunes and, and YouTube and stuff like that, I have no idea. So hopefully I'm recording this in the right fashion. So hopefully it all goes to plan. Now, in terms of this podcast, as the title suggests, it's called Behind the Muscle. Now, there's a lot of materialistic, there's a lot of vain, almost vibes going around in the fitness industry over the past few years. And it's all very, you know, you know, face value. It's all very, you know, muscles and, and you know, being ridiculously strong and, and, and looking a certain way. But no one ever really dives in behind what it takes to look like that, what it takes to get an incredible shape, what it takes to build an incredible <clears throat> online coaching business, what it takes to build an incredible fitness business or whatever it takes to build, you know, an incredible gym. All of these things surrounding the fitness industry. And when it comes to more of the mindset side of things, no one ever talks about it. You know, they might talk about it over, you know, a couple of topics throughout a podcast or a YouTube video, but I really want to dive into the deeper side of things when it comes to the mindset side of things behind, you know, quite literally behind the muscle. So I'm very, very excited for that. And we're going to be having guests on the first podcast is obviously just going to be a solo episode with myself. So we'll be just discussing a couple of topics that I, you know, have a have a very sort of close relationship with and we'll we'll be going we'll go, we'll be going into into detail surrounding these topics very very shortly so if you see me looking down on the youtube video on a regular basis <clears throat> that is because i'm going through various topics below anyway guys let's dive into the first topic and we'll go from there so this is something that i massively struggle with this is something that 
I see a lot of people people struggle with. Number one, when it comes to building up a business, when it comes to building up a, a fitness business, whether it's a personal training or you know building up a gym or building up on online presence, etc., through Instagram, all of these things, I think it's a very difficult thing to do, and it's essentially focusing on the journey and not the destination. So when we have our fitness goals, for example, whether it's to lose, you know, 20 kilos, because currently right now you're extremely obese or extremely overweight and you want to, you know, get in the best shape of your life and more importantly, get healthier. If that is your goal, you need to stop worrying about the, the end destination that can be used as motivation. But when we look at the overall goal of, of getting to that position, we need to break that goal down into smaller chunks and smaller pieces because ultimately, if you're consistently focusing on the end goal, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be happy because you're constantly comparing yourself right now and where you want to be. And that comparison begins to begins to creep in. So focus on setting those those smaller goals if we're going for an eight-week cut for example or a 12-week cut whatever it is break down those 12 weeks break down those milestones and just focus on week one to week two week two to week three and I promise you that will allow yourself to live in the moment a little bit more because ultimately and I know it sounds cliche and cringy but you know it's all about living in the moment it's all about the journey that's what's really, really important because otherwise, what's the point? What is the point? When it comes to myself building up my online coaching business, for example, I've gone through phases where I've just been like, I'm really, really struggling with this right now mentally because, you know, I'm not at the client number I want. I'm not at the certain amount of transformations that I want. I'm not at the certain caliber of education. And when you go through that, that battle in your head, all that happens is, is this constant comparison because you're constantly comparing yourself right now to where you want to be in the future. And that's always going to lead to one thing and it's going to be unhappiness. And again, you know, the, the whole the whole idea of, of comparison is the thief of, of all joy. It truly is. If you're comparing, you know, if I'm comparing myself to a more successful online coach, I might see that as a, as a form of motivation or inspiration. But ultimately I'm going to be comparing my transformations to theirs, my physique to theirs, and it's just going to ruin the whole process. And it stops you living in the moment because ultimately life is about the journey. It's not really about the end destination. You know, you might make a certain amount of money or you might buy that fancy car or that fancy house, whatever it is. But ultimately it's about the, the enjoyment throughout that process, throughout that journey. So even, even if something is, it, is small potentially in the grand scheme of things in life as as a fitness journey or as a you know a cutting phase for example please enjoy the process and stop worrying about the end goal okay it's really really important and by doing that you can be more present in life you can enjoy life to a greater degree because there is this danger when you have big goals of constantly chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and when you get that goal guess what you set another one and you chase and you chase and you chase and I understand that, you know, hustle, grind 24-7. I get that. I really, really do. And it's something that I've done in the past, but it stops you being present. It stops you living. It stops you being happy. It's it's, it's something that I really think needs needs reconsidering once in a while. Um, and again, this idea of, of comparison is the thief of all joy. It truly, truly is. Because 
when you're comparing yourself right now to where you want to be or, or whatever situation it is, it's just not putting yourself, you know, in a direct position to, to truly be happy. So what I thought I'd do guys after briefly just, just, just discussing that topic is briefly go through a couple of questions that I was asked on Instagram. So if you did ask a question, thank you very much for asking. Now, Sam, my client, uh, one of my clients has asked how slash do you ever deal with gym anxiety? Now, what I think you mean by this, Sam, is potentially the the issue of going to a gym and feeling a little bit worried about what other people think about you or, you know, this idea that you're worried about, you know, what people's opinions are of certain exercises you're doing, whatever it is, that, that fear of worrying about what people think about you in the gym. Now, you know, stereotypically speaking, almost, you know, putting a bit of a, a sort of a generic spin on this is this is going to be more of a an issue particularly with with female clients or you know female trainees in the gym completely normal and it, it's something that I work on a lot with my clients right now is overcoming that gym anxiety number one I think having a plan in place to make sure that number one you are going into the gym with a plan a vision and almost in your head, this is going to sound strange, but this overall idea of like navigation around the gym is really, really important because especially when you haven't been to the gym for a very long time or you don't go that regularly, the idea of just walking around the gym and deciding what to do scares the shit out of a lot of people. It really, really does. And, you know, you do the seated hamstring curl and then what do you do after that? You're, you're unsure. You then see this leg press that you have no idea how to use. You get on it, pretend you want to use it. Um, you know, you don't understand what weight to put on and stuff like that. The, the lack of having a plan for a lot of people can be quite an overwhelming thing. And that can cause quite a lot of anxiety. So if you do struggle with gym anxiety within a gym, I would honestly get yourself a plan because number one in your head, you can, from a from a mindset perspective, you know, once you've done the leg extension, you know you're moving on to the seated hamstring curl and you're moving from there to there, this to that. And it gives you a very clear understanding and guidance around the gym itself, like quite literally acutely around the gym itself. Because a lot of people are worried to like look like they don't know what they're doing. You know, just jumping on machine to machine, worrying about how to set up certain things, etc. Now, in this situation... This is one of the only times I would personally recommend having a personal trainer instead of an online coach for a very short amount of time, okay? So if you're someone that struggles with gym anxiety, this is what I would do. I would personally get yourself a plan from a personal trainer for potentially a couple of weeks, get familiar with how gym stuff works, how gym kit works, how a gym equipment works, and just get comfortable within that gym environment. Let the personal trainer show you around the gym. From there, once you feel comfortable, this is what I would personally do. I would transition to an online coach to allow them to number one, program everything to you specifically, make sure you, you, your nutrition's covered, et cetera, et cetera. And it will just put you in a much better, um, better position in terms of your overall gym confidence and gym anxiety. Also, when it comes to gym anxiety, it's very easy for me to say this, but this whole just don't care, honestly. Don't worry about it. No one really cares, to be honest with you. No one really cares about what you're doing. Um, one strange thing that I would I would recommend, and this is, seems a little bit counterintuitive, but I would go to a really well-equipped bodybuilding gym, 
that's my personal opinion. If you do struggle with gym anxiety, and that sounds like the, the last thing you should do is go to a gym full of bodybuilders, but I would personally go to a very well-equipped, very welcoming, very well-run bodybuilding gym. Instead of going to a commercial gym where it's busy, it stinks most of the time, um, there's some very interesting, you know, personal training levels at, you know, th these sort of commercial gyms. That's just my opinion. Won't get into that, but I would honestly go to a bodybuilding gym that's well-equipped, has lovely people, have has people that want to strive towards, you know, their goals and they want to help people, etc. And most of the time, bodybuilders are going to be so self-absorbed anyway, they won't even care what you're doing. So I would honestly, <clears throat> in terms of dealing with your gym anxiety, get a plan, get a PT to show you around the gym to make sure you feel comfortable, either just get a gym induction and then transition into an online coaching phase, for example. And then I would just train at a well-equipped, positive gym. I would really be wary of, of training at, you know, sort of bigger commercial gyms. There's more people there at once. It's busier. It's more crowded. That's going to, you know, trigger your gym anxiety. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, those are, my, those are my honest thoughts. A question from my boy Kai. What drives you most? Now, this is a, this is a very, very good question. I think there's there's multiple things. I just love, I just truly love progression in all aspects of life. I know that sounds again a little bit cringy, uh, cringy, cringy and cliche, but I do just obsess over progression, and it's it's something that I struggle with to a certain degree because when I don't progress, it kind of upsets me and kind of annoys me. But I have to understand that again. That's the importance of being present within within the journey. But I would definitely say. I just thrive off of progression in all aspects of life and doing exactly what I love in life drives me. And, you know, Kai, I've spoken to you before about this on what you sort of dream about in terms of, you know, your fitness aspirations and what you want to do in regards to more of the, the fitness business side of things, doing what you love on a daily basis and getting paid for it. And, most importantly, living your dream, like that's it, you know, that is the dream, isn't it? Doing exactly what you love and having that as your daily job so that every day you get up in the morning and you don't feel like you're working a single day of the week and, you know, just doing what you love and sometimes having to pull yourself away from work, you know, that drives me a lot and truly chasing down my, my dreams and passions of getting myself to a point where, I am chasing my dream and I'm truly doing what I love because right now I'm chasing a lot of it. There's still a lot to come and there's still a lot of things that I'm unhappy with. Um, but they're, you know, they're improving. And I think having that constant drive of chasing what makes me happy and, and chasing my constant dream, that's what drives me the most. That's what drives me the most. When I first started in terms of fitness and, and especially throughout my prep, it's something that I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but we'll go into it. Proving people wrong drove me a lot, especially when I was younger and I was a little bit more like immature when it comes to other people's opinions, because other people's opinions did used to really worry me. But now I'm in a position where I don't really mind what other people think. You know, I take the positives and the negatives and I sort of digest it. And to be honest, it doesn't really affect me. But when I first started training and my when I first started my Instagram, for example, I did used to really 
worry about what people used to think. And part of that, especially when it came to my overall motivation to do a bodybuilding prep and the overall fuel to drive me through that process was proving a lot of people wrong. And I certainly did that. And it's, it's a little bit more of an ego, egotistical thing. And it's a bit more of a materialistic vanity thing. But I think proving people wrong can drive a lot of people. I don't think it's necessarily the best form of motivation or drive. I think you should be, you know, driven within and almost intrinsically instead of that, you know, external extrinsic motivation from other people's negative thoughts. But it's certainly very effective and you can pull on those thoughts every so often. Um, so I certainly pull on those those thoughts every so often. But um, I've still got, you know, I've still got people to prove wrong for sure. But I think I've done most of that already, which is which is pretty damn cool. Um, so, yeah. Those are my thoughts surrounding what drives me most. Another question. How do you feel about your uh, fitness journey so far? Thank you very much for the question, firstly, mate. And um, I really, really appreciate you listening. So how do I feel about my fitness journey so far? Very proud, to be honest. Um, the last, I'd say, year and a half has been a little bit funny with obviously, you know, lockdowns and things like that. But hopefully we're, we're all in the clear with that now. And now gyms are open consistently. I had two almost battles during lockdown. Number one, obviously, gyms being shut. And number two, I had a back issue. I've got a very slightly bulged disc on my lower spine and it's getting better. But it was an issue that I faced um, and an issue I had to face overcoming that injury, especially during you know the beginning phase of my off season and pretty much throughout a year of lockdown. Um, it got worse during lockdown because I wasn't be able, being able to have my rehab work. It also, it got worse during lockdown because I was doing a lot of free weight movement rather than machines because obviously I wasn't in a gym environment. So that was a massive, um, a massive struggle over the past, I'd say, year. But over the last, I'd say, since gyms have opened since April, training has been the best as I have been uh, ever has been I've moved gyms I've still got both gym memberships at where I usually train but a change of environment has helped me massively and yeah I just couldn't be happier to be honest we need to continue to push up my body weight to a position where I'm feeling bigger I'm feeling stronger I'm feeling more athletic and you know just more powerful in the gym and hopefully just get to a position where I can completely remove the issues with my lower back but <clears throat> Overall, to be honest with you, mate, I'm very, very happy, very, very happy. And considering, you know, there's been quite a lot of hiccups throughout my fitness journey in terms of injuries and setbacks, especially over the last year, I'm very, very happy with the progression. Before that, in terms of more of the competing side of things, incredibly happy with the way I competed, um, the fashion I did it in, the time of my life I did it in, I did it in a and this is a topic I think I'll dive into briefly right now. But if you are thinking about doing a bodybuilding prep, please, please, please do it for the right reasons. Do it for yourself. And if part of that is, you know, you've got other forms of motivation like proving people wrong or doing it for, you know, your own satisfaction, then that's fair enough. But truly deep down, do it for yourself because otherwise you won't get for it. I promise you, I guarantee you that. Do it for the right reasons. And especially if you do it right, it, it will pay off massively in all aspects of life. So 
moving on from that in terms of how I think my fitness journey has gone, I'm incredibly happy. I did my bodybuilding shows when I did them. I did them in second year of uni. Uh, if anyone wants to, to really challenge themselves to do, <laughs> do a bodybuilding prep whilst you're at uni, um, it's a difficult one, but definitely doable if you've got your head screwed on. Um, it is a really, really difficult thing to do. Um, I would just make sure that all aspects of your life are on lock before you do a bodybuilding show. You know, how are you financially? How are you from a personal, you know, standpoint? How, how are your friendships? How are your relationships? You know, if you've got a bit of a rocky relationship, stick a bodybuilding prep on top of that. I think you, you're going to find some new challenges there. Um, you know, how's home life or all, all of those good things. All of these things do really, really need to add up. They really, really do. So, you know, just be really careful before you step foot into a bodybuilding prep and just make sure everything sort of laid out and make sure everyone is prepared um, surrounding you and, and within your sort of inner circle to, to make sure that they understand what you're about to go through. You know, if your girl, if, if your girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't understand, then that could be a challenge. If your family doesn't understand, that could be a challenge. But the reason I had such a successful bodybuilding prep is because everyone within my cl close circle were absolute legends. They were absolutely awesome. And the only reason I got through it was because of that close circle. Um, and I definitely wouldn't have been able to have such a successful prep or, or, or let alone get through it if it wasn't for that close support network. So I know I've gone on a bit of a rant there and, and throughout these podcasts, you will understand that I do like to have a chat, but I'm very, very happy with how my fitness journey has gone. So thank you very much for the question so far, mate. Um, Callum, another one of my clients said, do you ever play any sport other than weight training? Um, <laughs> to be honest, mate, no. I don't. Um, would I like to? I would, to be honest. Um, to be fair, there's there's very few moments where I'm like, okay, I really, really want to go and play football or I really, really want to go and play, you know, rugby or I really, really want to go and, you know, go for a swim, for example. In terms of more of like the hobby side of things, I, I'm massively, well, I used to be massively into mountain biking um, and just going out for a ride every so often. That was really, really fun. And I still do enjoy that massively. Just business side of things, online coaching side of things and training has sort of taken over that. But in regards to sport, I'd say that's that's one of my biggest passions. I used to be a massive fan of rugby, um, but just where I wanted to take my online coaching and also my own gym progression, I just had to put that on the, on the sort of back burner because, you know, rugby is obviously an extremely physical sport. And the risk versus reward of getting injured, you know, I know it sounds like a bit of a cop out, but just truly not worth it for me. You know, if I got injured, and I can't train for six months. I don't know what I'd do. So that's why I don't really play too much sport. But I used to be massively, you know, massively into sport, of course. Um, but to be honest, gym, gym does everything for me. It, it keeps that sort of active um, you know, passion to, to compete and that competitive edge, it keeps that ticking over because I'm definitely a competitive person. And then also on, you know, the physical side, the health side, the, the mental aspects, Jim ticks all of those boxes for myself, which is awesome. Um, and then Matt also asked a question, what's the most challenging part of being out of a gym during a prep? Now, I presume you mean talking about like lockdowns and being out of a gym during, during, um, during a prep must be really difficult I've never done it to be honest I've never done it um, I've only been out of a gym during a lockdown to be honest 
if I was on prep this time last year, I would have called it a day. There's no way I would have been able to diet knowing that the, the, the show potentially might not be able to go on. There's absolutely no way. I just would not have done that. Um, I'd need to be 100%. I'd need to know everything's booked. I'd need to know my tan's done, the show music's ready. You know, I, I need to know where the venue is, all of that stuff. I need to know everything's prepared and I need to know the final deadlines there. If I did, you know, a, a 30 plus week prep, which my last one was, and then I found out the show was canceled, that, that would be end game for me. I'd just screw that. My head would go. Um, there's no way I'd be able to do that absolutely no way so I know that sounds that's a bit of a tangent there but the most challenging thing for me if if I didn't have a gym would be just the security of number one retaining as much muscle tissue as possible the atmosphere um and you know a huge part of a huge part of prep is is being in the gym pretty much every single day and seeing the people around there you know sort of cheering you on and clapping you on and supporting you um you know, not having a gym during prep, uh, I would make sure I had a gym, put it that way. I would definitely make sure I'd have a gym, you know, whoever needs paying or whoever needs whatever kit needs buying, I'd just make sure I had it. But it's a very, very challenging situation, a very, very challenging situation because, you know, the food is obviously under your control, but then you've got these, these two aspects of will the show happen? And then also this other aspect of, you know, I'm not in a gym. So can I make enough, can I retain enough muscle tissue with a barbell and a set of dumbbells and resistance bands? Potentially if you train hard and you train smart, but that could be a really, really difficult thing. Um, that could be a really, really difficult thing to do. Another topic I'd briefly wanted to discuss just before wrapping this up is this idea that it's, it's quite a selfish thing to give up on your dreams. Now, a lot of people that I know that I've started Instagram pages or have started, you know, pages that are a little bit out of the norm have always worried about what people think about it. I've got close friends that have started, you know, fitness pages. I've got close friends that have started pages surrounding their passion and they've always been worried about what people think about it. And that's a very, that's a very worrying concept if we really really sort of dive deep on that it's a really sort of worrying concept that you're worried about someone else's opinion and that's potentially stopping you from chasing something that you're incredibly passionate about and I think that needs massive massive attention to detail and, and, and massively needs addressing because if you are letting someone else's opinions fuel what you do on a daily basis it's you know that's like self-destruction for example, when I first started my Instagram, I would say I was probably like 14, 15. I was really, really, really worried about starting it because back then fitness pages weren't really a thing. You know, I was, I was probably one of the only people in our sort of like small to medium circle that had anything like that. And it was a very sort of abnormal thing to be doing. And as a result of that, you know, obviously you're going to get comments, et cetera. And I was sort of worrying about, you know, what people thought of me, because when you're, you know, when you're younger, you, you know, those opinions and feelings towards you do, do have an impact on you. They do have a negative impact and there are points and this, this quite frankly, scares the shit out of me. There were points where I was very, I mean, 
literally like had my finger over the button of, of deleting the account because I was so worried about what people thought about it. Um, which is, which is a, a pretty terrifying thing because a very, very, very large portion of my life, my, you know, uh, overall dream business comes from that Instagram. And that Instagram is a huge part of my life. It really, really is. And I don't mean that in a sad way. I'm like obsessed with Instagram far from it, but you know, that Instagram was almost like the catalyst to, to, to everything I'm currently doing right now. And to think that certain people nearly pushed me, you know, off the edge in terms of forgetting why I was starting it and forgetting or making me almost like delete it, for example, that's quite a scary thought. Um, that is a really, really scary thought, but you know, throughout that process, I sort of just got my head down, um, chipped away at it and, and just realized, you know, let's, let's prove these people wrong. And I think it's safe to say that we've definitely done that. Um, I, I, when I first started my Instagram, I was planning on trying to get to a hundred, a hundred followers before, before telling my, telling my close, um, close mates, which is quite a funny thing. I remember hitting a hundred followers and I was so happy. And then, then we hit, you know, 1000 and then we hit 5,000, then we hit 10,000. Um, and although following doesn't mean a lot to me, it's, it's quite a nice recognition to know that, you know, people are along there along the way supporting the journey. So if you have a dream and we're going to get a little bit motivational talky here, but if you truly have a dream, and you want to do something and you want to start it, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether it's a podcast, whether it's an Instagram account, you know, making your favorite food or following your fitness journey or a fashion blog or a makeup blog, whatever it is, go and do it because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And trust me, the benefit that you chasing your dreams will have on your overall life, overall happiness, overall relationships, overall friendships, will be quite frankly nothing short of extraordinary and you need to chase what you deserve to chase whatever it is go and do it chase it get after it and please do not let anyone else's opinions stop you from doing what you love because that's a pretty miserable place to be really really is so chase down what you love and stop caring about what other people think because ultimately you know they're just you know they're just insecure or they're just extremely jealous. And I tell you what, when you start chasing great things and you know, you, I'll give you an example, for example, for example, <laughs> I'll give you an example. I know a lot of people in the past have struggled, especially clients of mine going out drinking or, you know, going out to social occasions and everyone else is drinking and they're not drinking, for example. And, you know, they just have a sparkling water or a diet, you know, fizzy drink, like a diet Coke, for example, or a diet lemonade, whatever it is. And the people around the table say, why aren't you drinking? And then they respond, oh, it's because I'm doing this plan. You know, I don't really want to drink. I want to save my calories, for example. I want to make sure, you know, I feel good in the morning to, to better myself and, you know, go and do my cardio, go and do my, my morning stretching and just feel good in the morning. And it's a very interesting dy dynamic to see everybody's faces and feelings towards that because a lot of people, I've seen it happen before on, on sort of um, ver various social occasions, a lot of people have this barrier up 
and then they they have feel this need to attack that person because of their own insecurity and you know they know and that they can see that person is bettering themselves and trying to improve themselves and trying to you know make a, a better situation out of their life and then that person isn't themselves and it's like this insecure thing of like you're making yourself better you're getting in front of me i need to attack you and it's the same when it comes to you know starting something quite different and quite new or you know if your friends starting a business or starting this starting that especially at a young age there's a lot of different opinions around it there really really is but trust me especially if you're really really young right now and you're listening to this get ahead and you'll go through some shit you will you'll get the piss taken out of you but trust me five years down the line six years down the line you'll be extremely extremely happy you just took it on the chin and just cracked on um I'll leave that there, guys. That's the first episode of the podcast. I'm going to get better at these. Sometimes my thoughts go all over the place. And, you know, I end up talking absolute gibberish, but we'll get better. It's an absolute pleasure to be getting these podcasts out to you guys. I'm really, really excited for this. I'll chat to you very soon. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you do have any questions, please let me know. I have no idea if you can like a podcast or rate a podcast, but if you're watching this on YouTube, of course, you can drop a comment, drop a like and subscribe to the channel, of course. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Much love and I'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Peace.